What's up? Do you feel like you're free? Do you think you're in control of your actions? Or does it sometimes feel like, you know, <laughs> nature, uh, instincts, or, you know, the world around you dictates what you do? Well, you know, look, today we're going to talk about do we have free will? This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Danny, everybody. Randy, what's up, Randy? Good, Danny. So, Randy, have you ever, you know, thought about the issue of freedom and free will and whether we have it? This is a crazy one. I think about it a lot because there's no way to tell. It's one of those, you can't, you, you don't know. And even no. if we have free will, like there's that quote that I sent you that's like, of course we have free will, except for the choice to have free will. <laughs> well, that's like, like, yeah. <laughs> the existentialist, you know, Sartre famously said that, right? We're condemned to be free. So like the only thing we don't have a free choice on is the free, free will itself, right? Like the ability to exercise free choice. That's the existentialist. And, you know, it's interesting because philosophers have debated this forever, you know, and come up with a lot of different solutions. And it's really interesting because I think about it a lot like, you know, Kant uh, said, and I think it's in Groundwork where he said, you know, we can't act except under the idea of freedom. Right. Like we have to think we're free in order to act in the world, because if you think about it, right, like if we didn't think we were free, our concepts of responsibility, of, you know, um, of blame, of you know, of just taking any sort of ownership for who we are would be out the window. Like if I really thought everything came down to my instincts, to my drives, to my biological makeup and to the environment, you know, would I really feel like it was me doing anything? And it's this weird situation of like, I was just thinking about this last night that con our consciousness, you know, we're self-aware and we have the mind body and it's almost like trying to connect the mind and body together, the physical and the and the mental and so we think we're free but you know it's not clear that we actually are that's really interesting as you mentioned that because it's, it's kind of like touching on the thing of the attribution bias that i was mentioning a little while ago where like we think when we do something crazy we think it's because of the external influence but when somebody else does yeah. it we think it's a character flaw and it's yeah. like so it's like you know they have no free will over it but <laughs> or no we have no i don't know how it works but anyways yeah, we're a victim of whatever happens, but they're just a messed up person. Yeah, we do that all the time, right? Because that's the other thing that's funny is we use <clears throat> we use our interpretation of free will as a way to, you know, justify or explain away things that we don't like about ourselves too, right? Like, oh, well, I didn't mean to do that. It was the circumstance or this or that. But then, like you said, somebody else does it and you blame them for being that type of person. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. You know, it's funny. I always like, <clears throat> whenever I talk about this, I always tell my class like, Think about like just, you know, stupid things like getting dressed like in the morning, right? We all think like we get up, we put on clothes, we make a choice about what we're wearing. But if you really think about all the factors that probably played into that, like the weather, the laundry that you did or didn't do, the clothes you have on hand, what you're doing that day, who you might be seeing, you know, all these things contribute to those choices. And so is it really freedom or is it all these other things? I don't know, man. I would, I think I would prefer to not have free will and just, and, and actually know it, you know, because then I could just be like, well, that's just life. Like Marcus Aurelius yeah. talks about a lot in the meditations where he's like, you know, even though it would be nice to lay in bed all day, you know, we have to get up and do stuff because it's our nature to have the life of a human, which endures yeah. pain, suffering, insufferable people, all these different obstacles that we have to do. But that's like part of our nature. And so it's just like, 
for me, when I think about not having free will, I'm like, well, of course I have these troubles. That makes sense. I, it's not like I had a choice about it. But then when I think I have free will, it's like, oh, I have free will and I'm doing all this stuff and stuff still isn't working out. What's going on? Why is it broken? Well, that's the problem, too. I think it does give us the illusion that we have way more control than we really do over the consequences of our actions, right? And what we do in the world. And I think that's a good point that you make too, like where we feel like, you know, like, well, I really put in the effort. Why am I not getting this thing? Even though that getting whatever you're trying to get might depend on a lot of other things outside of your control. It's funny too, you brought that up with Marcus Aurelius, because right, like you could lay in bed all day, but eventually, right, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. You're going to have to eat. Like these biological impulses are going to force you to get up at some point or you're going to, you know, have other problems to deal with. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And so, but like either way, whether we have free will or whether we don't have free will, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of like I remember, I think it was Henry Ford who people quote as saying, like, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. So yeah. it's like whether you think you have free will or you think you don't have free will, either way, you can be right. Like you could you could have both at the same time. You could have free will and not have free will simultaneously, but there's no way you could ever tell. Yeah, you couldn't. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's the funny thing about life, right? We debate all these things, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't make a difference because this is what we have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it, you know, like it or not. Well, it's mm-hmm. funny. There's this philosopher, uh, there's a branch of philosophy in the free will area called compatibilism. And they, they try to make an argument that free will and determinism, causal determinism are compatible, right? And uh, I think it was Voss von Frozen was his name. He made this argument. He gave an example that I always liked, but he said, you know, imagine like, you know, you had a choice between two actions, just call them A and B. But we, unbeknownst to you, there's a chip in your brain that somebody put in your brain and it'll make you choose B if you choose A. So if you were to choose A, you would choose B because this chip's going to override your choice. But you choose B. So the chip doesn't do anything. So in that case, you're determined to do B because you couldn't do otherwise, but you did choose it. So is that freedom and determinism coinciding, you know? Dude, you know, that makes me think of these people who have, like, the two halves of the brain separated. There are a couple people, there's some disease, I think, where it separates the connections, I think the corpus callosum or whatever it is, the connections between the brain are missing, and so their brain doesn't communicate. So you can basically give these people an instruction but they don't consciously know that they've received that instruction. So like I could I could say to you, like, go drink that can of soda and they would just go do it. But then they would you would say, why? Why did you go drink that can of soda? And they have no recollection of you telling them to go do it. But oh, that's weird. their brain will make up a whole story about it. They'll yeah. be like, well, I was just walking by and it was sitting there and it looks so delicious. And so I thought to myself, you know, why not? It's it's here. And so, mm-hmm. but like. If if your brain isn't connected, all of a sudden you have free will and not free will because you have you're not free will because you're getting these commands and just doing them, and then you have free will because you can just make up a story about it. Yeah, isn't that funny that we're also like we are meaning making beings, so we want to we want to explain the world in a way in which we are agents, right? We're we're the like kind of star of our show, and we're doing things, and it's kind of funny too because I think part of it too is I think you know we we want to feel responsible for our achievements right like we want to look back and be like yeah i did that that was good i put in the work i put in the effort um we don't want to you know say like well it was just circumstance i was lucky you know i happened to be in the right place at the right time you know we want to give all the credit to ourselves 
and tell these stories. So even in a situation like that, you know, you got to explain it somehow, right? And we always explain it from the standpoint of us being agents in the world doing something, which I find interesting too. Yeah, it's it's a really tough question. I always liked uh, Nietzsche had that. He, he was a fatalist. So he thought, you know, there really wasn't free will, but the way he kind of talks about, which is interesting because he's, you know, believes in authenticity and all, but he thought acting authentically was choosing the things that essentially you would otherwise do that align with your nature. So you're never acting contrary to who you are. You're acting, it's almost like acting instinctually, essentially, right? Yeah. You're doing exactly what aligns with who you are. So those choices are almost not like choices. They're what you would have done anyway in all circumstances. And I always like mm -hmm. that idea because it's like, it really like kind of takes into account, I guess, all these various factors. And instead says, look, it's not about free will. It's about aligning yourself with all these things that make you who you are and acting that way in the world, right? Being that person. Mm -hmm. Such that you can have done otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Like, you know how in meditation, sometimes you'll, something will happen and then you'll be able to trace back like how it happened. Like, all the, you'll be meditating and all of a sudden you'll you'll get up and then you'll be like wait why did i just get up i was meditating and then you'll be like oh yeah i must i like smelt food and then i thought i'm hungry and then i'm like yeah miss meditating is really boring and then i just get up and it's like all that stuff so it's like maybe if you're very conscious you might have some free will because then you could be like oh there's a pleasant aroma and all of a sudden there's free will do i want to stop meditating and go do that or maybe you don't have free will if you're not really present because it just, you know, you smell something and it just starts this whole chain reaction. Well, that's the other thing that's interesting too, right? Is that we, you know, whether we have free will or not, we kind of like the way our society is structured, I guess, with all the things we do, we're very short-term gratification oriented. And, you know, like that kind of thing, right? Where like you smell something nice, you just go over there, right? It's like we're just being led around by our noses, essentially. And I think, you know, I wonder sometimes if that's also the problem. Like think of all the advertising we endure every day, trying to convince us to do certain things, all the external pressures, all these things around us that are trying to get us to kind of go a certain way to benefit other people. You know, how much of that is really our own, you know, our own choices for real, not, you know, the ideas from somebody else coming in and kind of infiltrating and taking over. I would say not very much. Yeah, right. I mean, think about how much like if you think about it, they're really like how much of who we are and what we do is a consequence of ideas and values. We don't come up with our own, but we pick up from external fact sources, you know, and it's like you really get down to it. Probably not a lot of the things we do are our own at all. Mm -mm. Kind of amazing. Mm -mm. Not at all. I know I'm reading. Uh, I just read a couple of books on like uh, advertising. One is called cash advertising. The other is called hypnotic writing. And dude, like all the stuff that they do in this copywriting oh, is yeah. just meant to like totally just guide you by the hand into buying stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the whole point. Like I, I always liked Epicurus had the nice way of saying like, you know, we have natural and, and artificial desires and the artificial ones are desires that are created basically from like society, from social pressures. Advertising is a good example, right? It's making you think you need something that you didn't need or didn't know about like before, right? That's not necessary for your survival. So natural desires in contrast are like eating, drinking, like a need for like, you know, uh, social relationships or, you know, stuff like that. That's like good for human life. And if you really think most of our life is probably 
just dictated by those unnecessary artificial desires. It's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, Absolutely. like, you know, if you really think about it, like, why do you use Windows or Mac? Like, what was the initial thing that caused you? Now, it might just be that, you know, your parents had originally purchased one or the other and you got comfortable with it and that's that, you know? Or maybe you want to think differently. So, you know, yeah. you're using a Mac. Or, uh-huh. yeah. or you want to be the artist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The cool guy in the coffee shop. Yeah, I always like those commercials. They have like their they have their laptop, they have their Apple phone, their tablet, their wa everything out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're doing nothing, they're scrolling social media. <laughs> well, that's what most people are doing on their computers all day, every that's day. Funny. So free will. I don't know. Just, I just, I personally I personally okay. think that we don't really have much free will. To a limited extent, we can have a little bit, but like my my whole thing is if we have free will, don't die or, you know, stop thinking. Like if you had free will, go ahead and do either of those things. But it's like, nah, can't really do that. So maybe those are extreme examples, but it's like even, you know, like all the stuff that I do that I think is my free will, my choice, how do I actually know that that's me choosing it and I haven't been influenced to do it? Well, that's a hard part too, right? And I think this is where I... Like, there's one thing that I've always liked about existentialism too, which is the emphasis on really getting clear about like your values, what matters to you and the choices you make and really trying to get down to like that. It's that they are from you, you know, whether they're aligning with, you know, just your nature or like your, your biological make whatever, or like, but they're not from external sources. You're not letting outside influence dictate you. But like we live in society. I mean, we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded with, stuff from the outside influencing us it's really hard you know and it's hard to know like you said like even like you know doing what we're doing like you know change like taking on a career or doing something like, how do you know that really it was your choice like and if it's like you know if it was influenced by like your talent or something does that still really count as choice or is it just like you're already primed for it you know it's really hard to know well, yeah, like what you were talking about, the snowboarding guy who yeah. like didn't grow up in the cold climate or like how about the professional snowboarders that grew up in a cold climate? Did they actually choose to become professional snowboarders or was it just happenstance and circumstance and all that stuff? And that's Yeah, they got lucky. Right. You got lucky. You happened to grow up in a place where that was easily accessible and you had some skills for it. So look what happens. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, most people that do something really well it's something they already had kind of an affinity for you know yeah. usually in a, a, a natural gift yeah, so this is this is an interesting thing because like it it kind of almost touches on that concept of luck where like you know you're like some people are lucky they were at the right place at the right time and abraham lincoln gets attributed with this quote the harder i work the luckier i get and i think there is some like oh yeah there's just some truth to that because, you know, if you're putting in the work at the right place at the right time, eventually it'll strike and, and you'll get lucky. But it's like without putting in the work, you're not going to get that. But it's it's not guaranteed that if you put in the work, you're going to get the stuff. No, but, you know, it's interesting, too, though, because, like, I always like that uh, that quote, too, though, because it's like if you do put in the work, though, just in virtue of putting in the work, you create new opportunities that then become potentially lucky, essentially lucky moments, right? Like, like I can't 
you know, I can think and dream about a different career all I want, but I'll never have the opportunity until I actually start making the effort to, you know, transition, learn those things and do those things. Right. And I think yeah. like once we do, we start making those opportunities possible. It's like you, you do create your own luck in that sense. Right. Yeah. Or even like, or even like I get a kick out of the people who like, you know, they'll always say like, oh, well, maybe I'll win the lottery. And I always ask, I'm like, did you buy a ticket? And they're like, no. <laughs> no. And I'm like, so you're looking for the exceptionally lucky chance where you stumble upon a winning ticket that somebody else let go Dropped. <laughs> and you win. Like not just not just the infinitesimal chance of buying a ticket and winning, but like stumbling upon a winning ticket. The winning like, ticket that fell on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> when you... <laughs> When the chances of that ticket of winning are already like what one in three hundred trillion or something ridiculous, yeah, like crazy, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it is uh -huh. funny. It's really strange though because I think about this a lot because we really do like, you know, I mean, we think of ourselves as free. I think most of us do, right? Like we think of our actions as our own. And I always wonder too if that's like, if it's not really about freedom, but like a, a consequence of like adaptation with consciousness, that you know, like you're. Not to sound weird, but like, you know, your brain's driving the body, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that, you know, you want to have, you know, you want to feel responsible. You know, it enables us to live socially and take responsibility for things, blame people. You know, it allows us to, you know, point out things that were wrong and then find somebody that's a culprit, even though arguably like, you know, look at anybody in jail. Most people, you could probably trace back a line and show that like, you know, most of their actions probably really weren't you know, they're on, they were on a course already from an early mm -hmm. age or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Interesting that you mentioned that it kind of touches on what we were talking about last week with, are we living in a simulation? Because we can't <laughs> prove we're not. And like, so this whole concept, like what if we are just lines of code that some programmer, you know, just random yeah. stuff that each person gets. And that's just how we end up living out our life. Not to digress into something totally insane, but I was thinking about this last night right before I fell asleep, but, I was reading an article about a new a new quasar they found that's like, you know, and you know how those like they spin at a certain rate. And for some reason, I don't know why last night, but I was thinking about like, that's just like the uh, the mechanism in a computer, right? The clock that yeah. keeps the hertz going so that everything's at the right speed, you know, and I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like you have all these all these like natural objects out there spinning at like a certain uh -huh. rate, clocking everything, keeping a certain time. Yeah. Right. Like could it, could it all be like that. Dude, you know, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been involved in a whole bunch of sci-fi stuff recently. There's like the expansion. I've been reading a ton of sci-fi books. Yeah, that's the other problem. And watching, <laughs> and also, uh, what else is it? Two thousand one Space Odyssey. And man, it's just messing with my brain because I'm having all these moments throughout the day where I'm like, wait, what is real? Hang on, was this real? Yeah. Did I read this? Did I watch this? Was this actual reality? What's going on? I know I've read I've been on a kick I've read uh probably like 60 sci-fi books in the past like year or so like oh I've just been gosh. reading I've been really on a kick recently and yeah it does start to mess with you but like and you know it's also the funny fact that like we like I was when I was reading that article too I was thinking that it's like they were saying like this quasar was like uh for like some hundred trillion miles away right like we also know so little about the universe it's so far and like, yeah, mm -hmm. like we figure things out, but it's every time we get a new instrument like James Webb, we instantly have to rewrite things because we find out that a lot of stuff we thought we knew we didn't know, you know. And it's interesting that like we know so little about it, too. We know so little yeah. about the microscopic world, too. Forget about the 
you know, yeah. the macro picture. It's interesting. True. Our concept of distance is skewed. Like so many people, I mean, so many people have never even left their hometown or their home state or like traveled to another country because you have to get a passport. And it's like compared with, I don't know, space travel, that stuff is infinitesimally small. Well, dude, I mean, just like I encourage anyone to look up, you know, to to think about how the fact that light takes eight minutes from the sun to reach the planet and then look up the speed of light <laughs> and mm-hmm. just the distance, just the distance of the sun to here is insane. Like it's crazy or, how far it is. <laughs> or a light year because the distances are so vast that they had to create a distance that is the distance that it takes light to travel a year, yeah. like a photon, yeah. the time that it takes, the distance it, t- it travels in a whole year. That's a yeah. light year, and the distances are so vast they've had to measure in light years. Yeah, and yeah, that's funny too because it also it's like almost deceiving when they say like it's like oh that's like a hundred light years away. It's like yeah, that's really far, like super <laughs> far, dude. Like, yeah, but I think I mean that's basically, other... I mean okay, basically wait. that would be like the sun from before your grandparents were alive, like a a, a particle from the sun from before your parent, grandparents <laughs> yeah. were alive. Has been traveling all that distance, and that's where it is now. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Oh, I mean, just and like that's the other thing. Like, I think like the more we know, the less we know. Like, or the more confounding it gets, and confusing, and just like amazing in a way. And like, and I think it's so easy to get like, and I think that's the funny thing with free will, right? It's so easy to get like concerned about our own little world, as if that's the most important thing, forgetting about all this other stuff. And then when you think about it in perspective, it's like, well. Do we really have it? You know, all these other things are going on, all these other processes. I mean, why would we have free will? Really, that's the other question. Like, why? You know? And, yeah, I mean, why do we even need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And whenever whenever we talk about this stuff, like uh, galactic dynamics and whatever, that was kind of the reason I got into physics, because that was stuff was, like, super yeah. cool. But, man, learning physics was definitely not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny. I love, I love, you know, it's funny. Like I love reading about that stuff and I love, you know, I love reading books on like quantum physics and on like astronomy and stuff. But yeah, like I, I don't know. It's just, the, the other part of it that the science part does not necessarily interest me as much. Yeah. 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 I like hearing mm-hmm. about it, you know, learning about yep. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I wonder so I think we answered that one, huh? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do we have I would, I would lean. I guess in a final analysis, I would lean probably on like that. It's a, a mechanism for us to to function in the world, like an idea that we have, not necessarily real. And I would lean more in favor of like some kind of either fatalism or determinism is probably actually true. It probably makes us think that we're gods, you know, like it gives us that yeah. sense of superiority because yeah. and, and importance, because if it, if we didn't, then we wouldn't be important. But all of a sudden we have free will. So we're we're important we're gods yeah well it's funny too because like one thing to say like well well i chose to do this you know and i i accomplished this thing rather than saying like well circumstances were like this these things happened i you know and all these factors that contributed to it that probably diminished from my feeling Mm -hmm. of that yeah of that control and power yeah so there it is right Mm -hmm. do we have free will i think we answered the question for you guys and i don't have to stress about that anymore maybe this makes it worse i don't know uh, 
Check us out later this week. We'll be back with another episode. This is the Existential Soak Podcast. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Watch on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. Until next time, though, later, man. Later, Danny.